The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. And the privilege to be here tonight to be a channel of blessing to this house. I want to appreciate Apostle K. Ejisesan who facilitated the my being here tonight. I appreciate God's servant, even though he's not here. I also want to appreciate um, the work that God is using Pastor Tunde and the team to do in this place. I want to thank God for your lives and may the Lord take you from glory to glory. Can we appreciate your pastor, please? Let's appreciate. Let's give him a big God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to appreciate all the leaders, all the team, all those who are supporting God's work here. In the name that is above every name, the God of heaven will continuously give you support in every area of your life. In Jesus' precious name. And everybody shout, Amen. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. Now, I'll take my Bible reading from the book of Exodus chapter number 3. And um, i read from verse number 1. Exodus chapter number 3. And we'll read from verse number 1. Somebody say, rekindle the fire. Say it again. Say it one more time. Rekindle the fire. Amazingly, I've been speaking on this subject in the last few days in um, a few places where I have been in, in Nigeria, in, in Uyo, in Calabar, in Enugu, in Lori, in Lagos, and a few other places. And um, I just want to thank God for the opportunity to also do the same here today. Exodus chapter number 3 and verse number 1. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside or the back of the uh, desert. And came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Next verse. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. You realize capital um, A is used there for the word, the angel of the Lord. Capital A is used there. I'll tell you the reason. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning. The bush was burning with fire. But the bush was not consumed. I was say burning, but not consumed. The bush was burning with fire, but was not consumed. I'm going to dramatize a bit. All right. This is, is it okay, Pastor? Permission to use this to do some drama. Put it here, please. Thanks very much. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Let's assume this is a bush. Um, a shrub. Or a small tree. Before I go further, I have a, my good friend here, Pastor Collins from the RCCG. Let's appreciate Pastor Collins. <laughs> Pastor Collins, 
myself and Dr. K, we were all in Ife together at the same time. Good to have you here, man of God. Thank you. So the bush was burning and it was not consumed. It was burning. Somebody say burning. It was burning with fire, but it was not consumed. The fire of God sat on the bush. The fire of God burned. The bush was ablaze. The shrub or the tree was ablaze. And there was no smoke. There was no ash. There was no charcoal. There was no leftover. There was nothing. You know, the bush was burning. It was ablaze. No smoke. No ash. No, um, what do you call that? Uh, carbon blood, charcoal, or whatever. Now, verse number three, as the bush began to burn and was not consumed. Verse three, can we read verse three together? Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Someone say great sight. Why the bush burns and is not consumed. Here says, why the bush does not burn. The King James Version says, why the bush burns and is not consumed. May God's fire burn in your life. And may you not be consumed in the name of Jesus. Now for those who are believers, the fire will burn and they won't be consumed. The fire will only consume what is impure. The, father will only, the fire will only consume whatever is the enemy of God in your life. Whatever is not supposed to be in your life. The fire will consume it. Say amen. amen. Now, the bush burned and was not consumed. And then Moses said, this is an amazing sight. Somebody say amazing sight. Now I said, this is a great sight. I, I saw also in the audience, please, do we have a space for some of these great men. I have here, all the way from RCCG, one of the senior pastors in RCCG, Pastor Fred Akitua. Pastor Fred Akitua, please, let's give him a big God bless. Pastor Fred, please, I won't allow that. Please come, come, come. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you, Pastor Fred. Hey, this, is, this is amazing. I have a feeling because you posted it on Facebook, or it was posted, uh, Pastor Fred must have seen it and he didn't tell me he was coming. I haven't seen him since last year. So this is amazing to see him here. God bless you, Pastor Fred. Thank you. Hallelujah. I don't know if there are others who are still hiding that I haven't figured out somewhere. Some of my sons in the Lord are here. Uh, I saw Brother Richmond there and then a few of them are embedded in the audience. God bless you guys. Good to have you. Hallelujah. Thank you. So the bush burned and was not consumed. Back to the point. Moses was already going with the, the, the Jethro's flock. This is the same route he passes every day. The same bush has always been there. Or put it here, shrub. Or put it tree. Everybody say tree. All right. It's always been there. 
But on this very occasion, God came down upon that bush. And when God came down upon that bush, the bush was ablaze with fire. Similar to what happened on the day of Pentecost. Acts chapter 2 and verse 1, 2 and 3. When the Holy Ghost came down, God himself, God the Spirit, came down. In Acts 2, verse 1, 2, and 3, are we, are we privileged to read it? Please just try and project all the scriptures I'll be quoting tonight. Because I, I will just do a, a teaching for about half an hour and then we're going to pray. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, you know all that. There was a rushing mighty wind. That was God's presence announced. Then verse number 2 says, and, and, um, and then it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of what? Fire. Someone shout fire. fire. Say it again. Fire. And what did he do on them? He sat. I pray God's fire will sit upon someone here tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. The fire sat on them. I like that word sit. When the fire sits, it's an indication that look, I've come to stay. I've come to do what? Stay. The fire sat on them. Then, of course, they were ablaze. In the Old Testament, it was a dispensation of the people who believe only when they see. Are you getting this point? Cloud, physical fire, okay? Uh, what else? Pillar of smoke. God coming on the mountain physically. Why? The Almighty God said concerning them in Exodus chapter 33, he says, I don't want to go in the midst of these people before they are stiff, what? They are stiff-necked people. Naked or necked people. Their neck is stiff. What is stiff neck? Stiff neck means they don't bend. Anything they are determined to do, anywhere they determine, they have determined to go, no one can convince them or dissuade them. Not even God. So their neck is stiff. Come back here. Turn to the right. Stiff. So one way. Unidirectional. So the best way God could impose himself on them was to show certain visible signs. Am I communicating here? That's why you hear about uh, quaking, shaking of the mountain, smoke, pillar of fire, physical, literal. Why is it not happening in our time? In the Old Testament, if God walks in here in the Old Testament, this altar may begin to shake. Or you start seeing smoke coming out. It's not happening in our time physically simply because this is the generation with, by which the Bible says the just shall live by what? Faith. It's a faith generation. Their own time, they only believe when they see. And that's why God appeared to them in a crude way. But the advent of Jesus' is coming imputed faith in us. And Jesus hence said, Blessed is he who, though has not seen, yet does what? Yet believes. 
at the instance of Thomas. Okay, so back to our point. The fire sat on them. Everybody say fire. In Acts 2, verse what? 3. The fire sat on each of them. And of course, boom, they were ablaze. They were burning with fire. And several things started happening after that. Which, if time permits, I will enumerate a few things that happened after the fire came. Now, let's go back to this uh, story. When the fire came upon the bush, and the bush or the tree was ablaze, is a type of a believer. How do I know? In Psalm chapter number 1, and verse number 1, 2, and 3, the Bible says, Blessed is he that walks not in the counsel of the word ungodly, nor stand in the way of the sinner, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And his law does not make it day and night. It shall be like a what? Tree. Planted by where? Rivers of water. So, will I be right to say every believer is a tree? Am I correct? The man who fulfills verse 1 and 2 shall be like a what? Tree. Come and say, I'm a tree. That's what the Bible says. It shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. So, let's come back. So, when Moses was tending Jethro's flock, and this tree or this bush or this shrub was on fire, it was a type of a believer. Fire was on it. He was ablaze, burning. Not only was he burning, he was shining. Oh yes. When anytime, anytime the fire of the spirit comes upon an individual, he burns and shines. What marks you out is the fire. Someone say fire. fire. Alright. Now, in John 5, I'm coming back here. Let me just prove that to you. In John 5, 35. The scripture says John was a burning and a shining light. He was a what? Burning and a what? Shining light. Someone say burning and shining. I pray this will be your description. That amen is not vibrant. I pray from today this is going to be your description. In the name of Jesus. Say I am a burning and a shining light. May that be your description forever. It was a burning and a shining light. He was talking about John the Baptist. And it says a lot of people were willing to rejoice in his light. May your light be a blessing to many. So this is the point. Every child of God must be on, on fire. You want to shine, you must be on fire. Every child of God, every believer is expected to be on fire. Now again, this burning bush is a type of the church of the Old Testament. I mean, I mean, the event of the burning bush was how the church of the Old Testament was born. Fire was important in the birth of the church of the Old Testament. Then in the New Testament, officially when the Holy Spirit came, Fire also sat on them, the birth of the church of the New Testament. So, this fire is imperative. In fact, to be honest with you, your father, your dad, who is your dad? Come and talk to me. Who is your dad? 
your dad, the almighty God, is fire himself. Hebrews 12, 29 says, our God is a consuming fire. Not his like. He is a consuming word. Fire. In Exodus 24, verse 17, when he said to Moses, come up to the mountain and let's have discussions. Then he went up to the mountain. Exodus 24, 17, and God came down on Mount Sinai. When the Almighty God came down on Mount Sinai, the scripture says, the glory of God was seen from afar by the children of Israel. And as they were gazing at the glory of God, they saw devouring fire. And the sight of the glory of the Lord was like devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. Because God had descended upon it in flames. In Psalm 50 verse 3, the scripture declares, he says, our God shall come. Our God shall come. Come and say, my God shall come. It says, our God shall come and he shall not keep silence. He says, fire will burn before him. And it shall be very tempestuous round about him. Our God shall come. He won't keep silence. So you see another dimension of God there coming in form of what? Fire. Somebody shout fire. fire. All right. Now your God, your father carries fire. Your father is fire. Your father shows up in form of what? Fire. In fact, Ezekiel chapter 8 and verse number 2 and 3 says this about him. He says, his appearance is as the appearance of fire. Ezekiel 8, verse 2 and 3. His appearance is as the appearance of what? Fire. And um, from the appearance of his loins, even downwards, fire. And from his loins, even upward, as the appearance of brightness, as the color of what? Amber. This was the description of our Lord Jesus Christ in the book of Revelation, chapter number 1. So, now he's justified. When he said in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse number 7, Hebrews 1 verse 7, he said, he maketh his angels what? Spirits. And his ministers what? Flame of fire. Angel spirits. He said those ones, they're spirits. His own ministers, flames of what? Fire. He maketh his angels spirits. His ministers what? Flame of fire. In Obadiah verse 17 and 18, what does it say? Obadiah 17 and 18 says, Upon man's hand there shall be deliverance, and there shall be what? Holiness. And the house of Jacob shall possess their possession. Okay? Then in verse 18, hear what it says in verse 18. It says, And the house of Joseph shall be what? The house of Jacob shall be what? A fire. And the house of Joseph shall be what? A flame. I pray your house will be as fire. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now, I have shown you few scriptures to indicate that fire is only synonymous to God's presence. Fire is only synonymous to who God is. Fire revolves around him. He himself is fire. All right. Now, let's go further. So, fire sat on the tree, on the shrub, on the bush, and the fire was burning. Then the next thing, don't forget he had been passing the same way. And now the fire was... That wasn't the first time Moses was seeing fire. He probably thought that some... He, he probably 
taught that some, um, what do you call them? Some shepherds had set ablaze the bush. So, it was passing and then the thing was ablaze. They said, okay, maybe they are just trying to clear debris and all that. And then, as he was tending the flock, take care of the flock, they looked again, the thing was still burning. Then he said, well, maybe, <laughs> then he continued again. He looked again, it was still burning. And then at a the time, he said, wait a moment. There's no, there's no what? No smoke. And there's no what? Ash. So he said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Men and women who carry God's fire become center of attraction. May you be referred to as great sight. Your amen is not vibrant. I, I, think, I think you guys have gone to bed now this evening. I declare and I decree in the name that is above every name, may you be referred as a great sight. In the name of Jesus. It says, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Now, what made the tree a great sight? Was it because the tree was green? Was it because it's located in the desert? Was it because there are um, shepherds or farmers walking around it? No. What made it a great sight? One word. Fire. When you are without a fire, you are ordinary. Now, the truth is this. What made Moses turn aside to see was simply because of the fire. You be ablaze. Men will watch you burn. You become a center of attraction. That is inevitable. Men and women who carry God's fire become center of attraction. They become relevant in their generation. Not because of their intellect. Not because of their prowess. Not because of their qualifications. Not because of their money, wealth, position. I'll give you another example. There was a man we just read about. It was a burning and a hot shining light. John 5.35. Who was that talking about? John the Baptist. He was a burning and a shining light. When Malachi was talking about him, Malachi chapter 3, verse 1, verse 2, Verse 3, Malachi chapter 3, 1, 2, and 3. He said, Behold, I'll send my messenger before you. And um, he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple. The Lord whom you seek shall suddenly do what? Come to his temple. Even the messenger of the covenant whom you delight in. He shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. But who may abide the day of his coming? And who will stand when he appears? For it's like a refiner's word, fire, and like the fuller's soap. And then he shall sit. He shall sit 
and do a work of refining and purification. Everything Malachi prophesied here happened in the book of Acts chapter 2 verse 1 to 3. He sat upon them, true or false. He came as fire, true or false. And how did he come? He came suddenly. He came suddenly. He says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, suddenly, then in Malachi chapter 3 verse 1, he says, it shall suddenly come to his temple. So the word suddenly appeared in Acts 2. The word suddenly appeared in Malachi chapter 3. He shall suddenly come to his temple. Where is his temple? Show me his temple. This is his temple. He says, he shall suddenly come to his temple. Then he goes on to say, he is going to appear like refiner's fire. Now, Malachi spoke about John here, spoke about Jesus, spoke about the Holy Spirit and the fire. Then John came. Matthew 3, verse number 1. Matthew 3, 1. John came. A man on fire. Everybody say fire. The Bible says his food was honey. Is that correct? Honey. Somebody say honey. That was his food. Honey, locusts, wild honey, and locusts. This is also symbolic. You see in the scriptures, when you come to Psalm chapter 19, we can, let me not bore you with too many scriptures. The Bible talks about the word of God likened to honey. I'm coming back to that. More are they to be desired than honey, even as honey that is in the honeycomb. And sweeter are they. All right. Now, John's food was honey and wild locust. His clothing was camel skin. Now, this is it. Look up here. The same John had his raiment of camel's hair, living gado, about his loins, and his meat was locust and wild honey. Anything attractive about his clothes? Anything attractive about his clothes? Talk to me. No. How many of you want to listen to a man wearing camel skin? Some of us won't even listen to him in this generation. We have become so superstitious. Say, hmm, it will turn the camel skin. Hmm. We don't get power. We don't know where he got that from. You know what I'm talking about. Camel skin, leaden girdle. But leave all that. The man carries fire. I know people who wear the best of clothes but no fire. I know people who eat the best of food but no fire. There are people who live in the best of houses but no fire. Three things about this man. His meal was not attractive. His clothing not, was not attractive. And then his habitation, shelter, was nothing to write home about. But watch this. Watch this. Hear this. Verse number 5, 6, and 7. <laughs> you need to understand something about to share here. 
5, 6, and 7, what does it say? Let's read verse 5. Everybody, one, two, go. Wait a moment. Is Jerusalem the name of an individual? Talk to me. Wow. Is Jerusalem the name of uh, a person? No. Now look at the way the Bible puts it. Then went out to him. Where? No, no, where? In the wilderness. Who went to him? An entire city. A man wearing camel skin, you still went to him? They said, bros, leave that one. Bro, a man eating honey and, and locusts. He said, bros, it's you that you are talking about honey and white locusts. Leave that one. This man has something that we're looking for. And all of you are going to meet a man who doesn't have shelter, who lives in the pockets of wilderness. He said, that's what your opinion is. As long as he has what we want. You know what the point I'm making here? John the Baptist in that wilderness was like that tree Moses saw in that wilderness. When the fire came on him, he became a center of attraction. Moses said, I will now do what? Turn aside. Look at Jerusalem. Then where? Judea. And what again? All regions round about Jordan. Go to the map of the Middle East and check the regions round about Jordan and check Judea and check Jerusalem. They were big cities and big villages and big towns. And everybody trooped to watch a man who was on fire. Why did Moses turn aside? Was it because the tree was green? No. It was because the fire was burning. And the tree not consumed. So he said, I will not turn aside and see this great sight. May you be called a great sight. In the name of Jesus Christ. By reason of the fire of the spirit that will burn in your life. Men will turn aside to see incredible inventions that God is going to produce through you. In your academics, in your career, in your business, in your ministry, in your relationship, in your marriage. May you be a place for God. Oh my goodness, you didn't hear what I said. May your marriage be a center of attraction. May your business be a center of attraction. May your ministry be a center of attraction. In the mighty name of Jesus, somebody shall fire. Take your seats, please. I will now turn aside to see. Great sight. Awesome sight. As long as a fire is burning in your life, you become irresistible. Oh, 
He can't speak good English. I don't know why people are trooping there. That's your own definition. Fire is burning. The way he combines his color code and his dressing, I don't like it. He doesn't know how to dress, but that's your own definition. But fire is burning. You who can dress well, where is the fire? You who can speak Queen's English, where is the fire? You know, the Bible gives us these details to try and help us understand something. The Bible began by saying, his dressing was wed. His meals out of this world. Then where he located his cathedral was out of place. And yet, all Jerusalem, all Judea, all regions round about Jordan went out to meet him. Lift your right hand up to heaven. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let your fire burn in my life. Oh my God. Set me ablaze for your glory. Say, fire of God, burn in my life, burn in my spirit. In the name of Jesus, everybody shout amen. As a matter of fact, if you read further that account, the Bible says religious leaders, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, and then custom officers, and then police, and then the military. He started saying that those ones said, so what, what do we do to be, to be saved? Those ones said, stop collecting more than what is accrued or assigned to you. Stop collecting bribes. And the other ones came, the religious leader said, so what must we do to be saved? He said, uh, uh, bring forth fruit meant for, for repentance. And one would think that his preaching was too hard. It was hard, but everybody needs fire. Fire attracts. He said, your preaching is hard, but there's nothing we can do because we need the fire. Then he went as far as telling them, you generation of what? Vipers. Who warned you to flee? Who warned you? Generation of vipers. Who, who warned you? Did I call you here? Did I ask you to come? When people are... are Packaging and branding so we can attract members. One man who is on fire who says, I, I don't care. I, I, I've got the original fire. It's not easy to come by. You go look for your fire. He's saying to them, who wants you to come? Did I ask you to come here? Did I ask you to come here? They, they said, no, 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 sir, no, sir. And they couldn't leave. I call it compelling anointing. Compe you have no choice. It was such fire 
Paul the apostle carried, and Tertullus had to define him. He used a, a, a terminology lawyers use. Tertullus in Acts chapter 24. Verse 1, 2, 3, and 4. They hired Tertullus to speak against Paul. Why? If anywhere this man gets to, he spreads the fire. His life was so contagious. May your life be contagious. Positively contagious. Positively contagious. Someone say contagious. Contagious. May your life be contagious. Infectious spiritual life. So, Tatulos came and in verse number what? Five. Verse number five. He said, we, he said, we find this man. For we have found this man a pestilent fellow and a mover of sedition among all the... What's the meaning of the word pestilent? It means infectious. It means contagious. It means someone who carries virulent disease. Albeit a good disease. Say, Father, set me on fire. For your glory. In the name of Jesus. And everybody shout amen. We, more than ever before in our generation, we need the fire. You need fire in your place of work. Enchantment and divination is at its peak right now. Not only in local businesses, even in multinationals. You see members of staffs of multinational companies belonging to occult. Joining different secret societies so they can have promotion, so they can, they can edge out their colleagues and equal. We can practice what they practice, but God has given us the opportunity to become carriers of his word. Fire. Somebody shall fire. fire. To become carriers of his fire. In Zechariah chapter 2 verse 5, he says, I serve the Lord will be a wall of fire around her. Wall of fire. God says, I'll be a wall of fire around you. Zechariah 2 verse 5. When the, when the apostles carried the fire in the, in, in, the, in the book of Acts of Apostles, after the fire came on them, they, become they became untouchable. They became unkillable. Prison doors opened by themselves. Angels came to their rescue. Those who dare touch them were smitten by angels and they turned to worms. Worms ate them up. Because they carried God's word, fire. Someone shout fire. Now, let me go further and then I close on this note. To be honest with you, God wants the fire on the altar of our hearts, of our lives, to be burning ever. In Luke chapter number, no, Leviticus chapter 6 and verse 12, Leviticus 6, 12, the Bible tells us, see what the scripture declares. It says, the fire must never be put out. It says, it shall not be put out and the priest shall burn wood on it every morning. Some say every morning. How often? Talk to me. How often? Say it again. Every morning. So that's where I'll begin to close. Every morning. 
They must burn wood on it. Every month the fire must not go out, declares God's word. In verse 12, sorry, in verse 13 of the same scripture. Let's read verse 13 together. Everybody, let's declare one to go. The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. I pray God's fire will continuously burn on the altar of your life. In the name of Jesus. Come and say, the fire must not go out. It mustn't go out. Let me, let me also go further and explain to you. When Moses saw that burning bush and he turned aside to see, then the Bible says in verse, I think, 4, 5, Exodus chapter 3, then the Lord, the Lord spoke from the midst of the fire. When you, when you are a carrier of God's fire, the voice of God becomes clear to you. Yeah. Yeah. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called him out of the midst of the what? Of the fire. He called him out of the midst of the fire. So when we carry God's fire, we hear God's voice becomes clear. The fire, the presence of the fire is a presence of clarity of God's voice. Then God spoke from the bush, from the fire. The second thing you see here is he said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. And he says, the place where you stand is a what? Holy ground. Now, before the fire came, was that place holy ground? Talk to me. No. It was the presence of the fire that made it holy ground. You want to live a holy life? Keep the fire burning. That's all. Holiness is not do's and don'ts. Holiness is not cover your hair, don't cover your hair. Use plastic earrings, don't use gold earrings. That's not holiness. The true and pure holiness begins from the heart. When the fire of the spirit falls on the altar of your heart and it burns, the presence of holiness, the concept of holiness, the consciousness of holiness comes into your being. The fire that came on that bush, that came on that tree, made that place holy. He says the place where you stand has become holy. Was it because of that tree? No. The tree has always been there and the place was not holy ground. But when the fire came, it was declared holy. When you are a carrier of the fire, holiness becomes inevitable. You will live a holy life. When the fire burns in your life, in your spirit, on your life, holiness becomes a priority for you. Can I hear somebody shout amen? One of the evidence... That a man is on fire is holiness. You can't be on fire and not live holy. And being on fire is not, is not measured by activities. He said, Oh, he's, he's here. Is in this department, and then he's moved to that department, and then he runs this there, and then he moves to this place, and there's people say he's on fire. No, he's not necessarily equal to being on fire. Someone may not be as that active, full of activities, 
and yet be on fire. Being on fire is not about how much you can screech and shout when you pray. It's not about how much you stick when I preach. There are people who are soft-spoken yet on fire. Am I making sense here? Soft-spoken yet on fire. Is in the African setting because we are used to shoutings and screechings and gymnastics. We easily say anyone shouting, screeching, loud on the pulpit or loud in prayer, we easily ascribe fire to them. We say he's on fire. The prophets of Baal, they cut themselves. They jumped on the altar. They screeched. They did gymnastics. Check it out in First Kings chapter 18. They jumped. The Bible said they leaped. And they screamed and they jumped and they leaped according to their custom. And they cut themselves. That's, that's gymnastic. That's the dynamism. But they, they had no Holy Ghost fire. Meanwhile, Elijah simply came, fixed the altar, put the bulls, cut in pieces, fixed the whole stuff. And then all Elijah was doing was in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 37, 38, 39, 36, 37, 38, and 1 Kings 18, all he was doing was praying and calling on the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Can I have one of my, I told one of the folks to help me charge this with a wide charge. I'm using it for transmission. Thanks. Just get somewhere to help me charge. Now, so, Elijah, just sim- look at that. Oh, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel. Look at, you can even read out the prayers. You can literally read out the prayers. Let it be known this day that you have turned their hearts back to you. Hear me, O Lord, hear me. Hear me, O Lord, hear me. Then Vasadi says, then the fire of the Lord fell. Did you see that? The fire of the Lord fell. Who's on the keyboard? Can you, who's on the keyboard? Play strings for me. We're about to pray now. Then the fire of the Lord fell. The fire fell. Tonight, I believe God wants to take us back and rekindle the fire. Everyone sitting here may possibly be in any of these three categories. The category of no fire. N-O, no fire. Then second category, category of low fire, L-O-W. Then third category is the category of glowing fire. No fire, low fire, glowing fire. God wants us to glow. John was a burning and a shining light. Hallelujah. Are you blessed tonight? I sure you're blessed tonight. Now I'll leave you with these words again before we pray. The priest must lay firewood every morning. 
How many of you want to put firewood every morning? Can I see your hands? All right, thank you. Only a few people. All right, that's fine. The priest must put firewood. How often? Every morning. I've said it over and over again. One of the sources of fire. Everybody say fire. Is the word. Say the word. Say it again. Source of fire. Those who eventually find themselves in the no fire category are those who have been drained in the word. Yeah. Now, let's learn from Jeremiah. Jeremiah 15, 16. Jeremiah 15, 16. Case study. Jeremiah. Thy words were found. So you must find it. Thy words were found tells me that there was some diligence in searching. You have to be diligent. There are days you don't want to. There are days you are tired. There are days your body is more, more open to leisure, watching TV, chatting, playing games, than studying the word. You must consciously make effort. To search the word, to read the word, to hear the word. Thanks to technology. I've got audio Bible here. I've got audio Bible there. You have audio Bible here. I mean, you have, I mean, the, the hard copy Bible here. We have Christian channels on television. So turn everywhere now, you have no excuse. True or false? Thy words were found. And I did eat them. And they were unto me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord of hosts. Well, that's me, but I don't know about you, but I can also share my experience. As I go into the toilet, it's like no time must be wasted. As I walk into the toilet or into the bathroom to take my bath, I plug the thing in there and it's reading the audio Bible. Exodus, Numbers, Leviticus, Ephesians, Galatians, Colossians. If I'm there for half an hour, it will read for half an hour. And I would have covered like 10 chapters. For those of you who are ladies in the kitchen, you spend half an hour in the kitchen, sometimes one hour, sometimes two hours. And I encouraged my wife. I did that for her. Was it two years ago or so? I said to her, listen, I see that you spend hours in the kitchen. Grinding, cooking, and all that. You know, over then in the United Kingdom, we don't have the privilege of getting house helps. It's not just available. 
for it if you need to hire a cook or a cleaner or whatever you you pay dearly for it you'll be amazed <laughs> you don't even end up to the amount you'll be paying them <laughs> so she's there for two hours or three hours so i said you know what i'll get a cd player get audio bibles and i have it permanently in the kitchen audio bibles while you are here cooking washing doing the stuff plug in the book of luke 17 chapters 20 chapters gone in one hour or one and a half hours something fresh has entered your spirit while cooking while washing I'm cleaning the bathrooms or washing the toilets. I do that from time to time. The things, I can't remember doing that in Nigeria while I was here. So I'm washing, cleaning the bathroom, cleaning the floor, whatever. And I, I carry the mobile. So many revelations I get was as a result of doing this. And I put on the loudest volume and it's playing. I want to listen to the whole book of Leviticus. I want to hear the whole book of Revelation. And in one hour, two hours, doing those cleaning, washing those stuff, I'm hearing the word. In Psalm 119 verse 130, it says the entrance of your word produces light and understanding. The word light there is the same word fire. The entrance of your word ignites fire. Ignites fire. Isaiah 820 Isaiah 8 20 says, To the Lord, to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it's because there is no fire in them. There's no light in them. So Jeremiah said, I found your words and I ate them. Then the same Jeremiah in chapter 20 of Jeremiah and verse number 9, he now says, See what he says here, my time is up now and we need to pray. He now says in Jeremiah 20 verse 9, he says, I said I will not make mention of his word anymore. But he said, his words was in mine heart as what? Burning fire. Shut up in my bones. Shut up in my bones. The same word Jeremiah said, I found and I ate them. And as he was eating, he didn't know he was turning off fire. He said, it was in my burns, stopped in my heart as fire. It was from his experience, he now said in Jeremiah 23, 29, Jeremiah 23, 29, Jeremiah now said, God, he was speaking on behalf of God, or God was speaking through him. He says, thus said the Lord, is not my word like as a word? Fire. Somebody shout fire. Wait a moment. I think you've gone to bed. Are you tired? Are you getting blessed? Or is it sinking in? I think that's the reason. We're about to pray. Stand on your feet, please. It's not my word. Like as fire, said the Lord. Someone say fire. In fact, this is very interesting because even Jesus, the Son of God, was speaking. Pastor Tunde, hear this. 
Jesus was teaching, he met two guys on their way to Emmaus and he was, he was talking to them and he was expanding the scripture. He began from, from Genesis and expanded the prophets and scriptures. Everybody says scriptures. Ha 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 ha. He was talking to them, talking to them, talking to them. And these guys were feeling fire in their spirits. Fire was burning, but they couldn't talk. They thought it was a coincidence. They assumed it was it was coincidence. And fire was burning, was burning, was burning. And finally, when they knew that this was Jesus, the Bible says when they were getting close to their destination, he did as though he was going further. Luke chapter 24, please. And you find that in from verse 23 to verse 32. Luke 24, 23 to verse 32. So he pretended. Yeah. So he pretended as though he was going further. He pretended he was going further. So they were begging. He said, ah, he's late by now. He's late. Come over and sleep and pass the night. He said, let me go. He said, no, come over. Sometimes God wants to see your persistence. He wants to see how importunate you are. He already knows what he would do. Flip down. Who is in the media? Just flip down. I didn't say put it there. I said I gave you a frame. Uh, 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 Saddle of the women which were with us. Go on to verse number 26 and let's read on. Verse 26. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Verse 27 now. Go on. And beginning at Moses and all those prophets, he ex wait now. Don't be in a hurry. Verse 27. Please. He expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. He expounded. Begin at Moses. So finally, uh, verse 28 and 29. Let's go. And they drew now to the village whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. Verse number 29. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is fast spent. And he went in and to tarry with them. Verse 30. And it came to pass as he sat at meat with them. May Jesus tarry with you. Hey, what a privilege. He went in and tarried with them. He went in and tarried with them. Oh, what a great privilege. May the Lord tarry with you tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. He went in and tarried with them. He sat at meat with them. Dinner. And he took the first wrap of bread. He took bread and blessed it. He said, young man, we have a visitor here. Oh yeah, young man, have your own food. Pick up bread. He was still looking at them. They didn't know it was Jesus. Oh, the glory of your presence. We your temple. Give you reverence, so come and rise from, from your, your rest, rest and, and be blessed by our praise as we glory in your
And he break and gave them verse number 31. And their eyes were opened. And their eyes were opened. In the name of Jesus, as we break bread tonight, and this is a bread, the word of God, may your eyes open. May your eyes open in the name of Jesus. And they knew him. Hey, excuse me, sir. So it is possible for Jesus to be near and yet you don't know him. So it's possible for people to come to church where Jesus is present and yet they don't know him. Very possible. Until their eyes are opened. And it vanished out of their sight. Verse 32. And they said one to another, did not our, let's read together, everybody want to go. While he talked with us, and by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures. So as he was opening the scriptures, their hearts were burning. With what? Fire. With these few points of mind, I hope I've been able to convince you that to keep the fire burning, one of the source of keeping the fire burning is the word of God. And secondly, 2 Chronicles 7 1. That's the second to the last scripture. 2 Chronicles 7 1. Solomon prayed and the fire fell. He prayed, the fire fell. Go and check the content of his prayer. Combination of four, four or five forms of prayer. Number one, the prayer of worship, the prayer of praise. The prayer of thanksgiving and the prayer of intercession. Did you hear what I said? It brings the fire. I, I appreciate warfare. Warfare is good. But the one that brings down the fire, the glory, the cloud, the fire, is a prayer of worship. The prayer of praise. The prayer of thanksgiving. And the prayer of intercession. And these forms of prayer sometimes can be done praying in the Spirit. So the longer you pray in the Holy Ghost, the longer you pray in the Spirit, in 1 Corinthians 14, verse number 16 and 17, he tells me that when you pray in the Spirit, you are giving thanks well. That's what he says. He says, he says in... They don't want to give me. They're saying my time is up. What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit and I'll pray with the understanding also. I'll sing with the Spirit and I'll sing with the understanding also. Verse number 16. Else when thou shalt bless with the Spirit. So when you, when you bless the Lord, when you worship the Lord, that's blessing the Lord, you can do it praying in the Spirit. How shall he that occupy the room of the online say amen to thy giving of thanks? Sin, he understandeth not what thou sayest. Let's read this together. Everybody go. For thou verily givest thanks well. So when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you are giving thanks very well. The only thing is that the other fellow does not understand. He's not edified. 
So I give thanks. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, you give thanks well. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.